Join us on the Christian Men Unscripted Podcast, where each week we will talk about faith and family and anything and everything in between. We will talk as Christian men living in a world that has seemed to push God further and further away. I hate Don't my talk job. talk about how the sausage guys. is made. <laughs> okay. Well, hey. Okay, welcome to <laughs> our first real episode of the podcast. We are going to talk today about being a godly man, being a Christian man in today's world, raising kids, uh, being married, raising our kids, and uh, being good husbands, and how we navigate this world and how we navigate all the things that's thrown at us each and every day. Uh, we're just going to go and we're going to talk. I'm here uh, with my co-host, John Harney, Seth Lazan. I'm Alan Underwood. So we'll get started. Okay, uh, so let's get on to what we're okay. talking about here with well, Alan. Okay, well, first of all. Alan invited us over I was going to tell you guys, so before we get started, my week. <laughs> this is a funny story. So my daughter got her permit. Mm. And she, I was at work. My wife called. She's like, oh, she passed. I'm like, oh, great. And she goes, she wants to drive home. I'm like, absolutely not. So we came in the neighborhood and we drove around the neighborhood. It's a gated community and we drive around and she does okay. She doesn't know how to brake. So yesterday, day two of driving, we she goes to the gym she with me. She doesn't sometime. know how to brake what she passed? No, it's a permit test. Written. Okay. okay so but she, didn't listen, she didn't drive. She's Seth, just learning to drive. Here's what I picked up on. He's like, I don't want her to drive kind of out there where there's probably wider roads and less children running around, et cetera. Let's bring her right here in our own neighborhood. She has no idea how to work the brakes. I, I went into his neighborhood in Allen's neighborhood. There's a pool. There's children running everywhere. You were like, yeah. let's just put her behind the wheel in here. This seems like the safest. It's very slow. Five miles per hour. Oh, so it's, it's fine. Miles, Even right. if you hit a kid, they'll be fine. Yeah. They bounce back. <laughs> they bounce back. They, sure. They're flexible. That's fair. Okay. Uh, you know, you got young kids. They're flexible, yeah. right? Yeah, they are. Anyway, I actually dove down the so, stairs one time to try to save my daughter. <laughs> oh, we've been there. Well, that's what I did yesterday, driving with my daughter. So I decided to take her out onto the road. Wow. It's the scariest day of my life. And I was very calm with her. I was like, oh, no, you're doing fine. I was shaking so bad when I got home. We're coming up to a light. You know, there's so much going on in the intersection. You got a yield light. You got to turn. So I'm like, hey, turn right into our lane. Then I go accelerate as you turn. And she took that as accelerate. We almost went into oncoming traffic. I panicked. I was able to grab the wheel and turn it straight. I got home. I'm like, no, you did great. It was beautiful. Yeah. We'll go again tomorrow. Very encouraging. I'm like, then I got home. I'm like, hey, babe, you take her tomorrow. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, she's learning. So that was my week. So that is like when I'm like last two years ago or three, I don't know, my son's 19. When I was teaching him, it was every curse word. That poor kid. I would curse at him. I would yell at him. I was like. So I'm trying to be calm. That's what we're talking about. Raising a family, being a Christian man. I was very calm with her. Real quick, my son, this is where, when you teach your kids, the first thing you should teach them, how to pump gas. Okay. Have you? My son pumped gas. And I was like, hey, pump the gas. I went in to pay. I come back out. And he's like, what do I do? And he pulled the gas pump out, holding the handle. Oh. Gas was God. everywhere. I was cursing up a storm. And he's like, you never taught me how to pump gas. You forget so, that you've got to teach you basic teach things. Basic things thing so as a as we're talking as a godly man as a christian man you kind of change your habits in what you do and how you teach things so my daughter's getting the good end of the stick where my son got the bad end of it and i feel bad for him and i do apologize to him like we did in our intro podcast i do apologize to him for some of the things that i did but as we're talking we're talking about being christian men godly men in this world and the things that come with it raising kids uh, everything that comes around being good husbands good fathers and there's so much thrown at us. So I trying. Just wanna, I'm, I'm going gonna to say trying. Trying. So I'm going to kick it over to you, Seth. And let's, what do you think? As far as this podcast, what is your opinion of 
raising kids in this world, being a husband, how how hard is it to be a Christian man in this world with the things that are thrown at us? Yeah, well, that's that's a the hard question. Thank you for yeah. That's why I sent it to you. I didn't first. want to answer yeah. it first. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. No, uh, that's that's a that's a great question because I think what you have to look at is for um, for being a godly man, being a Christian man, is to think about like how do you define that? How would I define that? How how does culture define that? How have we traditionally defined what it means to be a Christian, to be a man? You know, is it? Uh, you know, when I was in high school, it was like, I had sex now, or, you know, I, I, you know, I did this, you know, I, you know, I fixed something. I'm a man now. I have no skills. Does that mean I'm not a man? (laughs) You got to have some skills, right? (laughs) Well, I mean, no, like, uh, marketable skills. Like I, uh, I talk to people and I, and I teach. And so like, does that make me not uh, a man because I can't fix a car? I can't do something or, Maybe, maybe, because <laughs> no, I because I can't have a I don't have a beard. Is that's that the key? Hey, Seth, that's it's a little off putting. Okay, lack of facial hair. Yeah. So you know, for me, I think uh, being being a man, you know, it's it's being godly. Like I said in the first episode, was is being godlike. And uh, so for me, you think about what does it mean to be a man. I mean, you look at some of the pastors. Like there's there's not that humility. There's not that that desire to just serve it's mm-hmm. it's get people to serve do these different things and they're serving in every way that the pastor has said they need to serve and they're not really embodying the life of christ and uh, so it's hard you know for me to really try to embody the life of christ in my family and my wife uh, with my wife uh that's that's something that i've really struggled with and recently i started to be like okay you know, being more humble means that I'm sharing my vulner- vulnerably sharing some of the things I'm I'm stressed about or anxious about coming up in our lives, or sharing like, hey, I really don't want to deal with this right now because it's been a really rough time with the kids. Can you take care of this? And 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 for her to know that like how oh, he's sharing his heart with me, I want to take over and help him out that way. And so that I'm learning to be more vulnerable as a man right. that I've never really had. Um, before, and I think uh, I think that that's something that I'm really excited to to talk more about is how do we do that? How do we be more vulnerable and to be more humble? Um, because I think that if we were to to see the life of Jesus, we see a humble person who's serving and is always uh, is always willing to to be there and say, "Hey, let's go rest." You've been doing lots of stuff. Let's go rest. He said that to his disciples, and and we need to do the same thing. And oftentimes we're not vulnerable, and we're just always running around trying to do the next thing. Yeah, and right. uh, so that's something that I've really, really saying like, hey, this is what being Christian is like, or should be like, or I want to start becoming more like this. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And you know, it's funny, uh, Alan, kind of what Seth was just saying. You and I had talked about this when you first started talking about doing a podcast. Some of the stuff we were talking about, not only being a man and, and having our own issues and struggles, and I'll use the word sin, as we know, means like missing the mark, right? We, yeah. we, we're not perfect and we do mess up. Thank God that God is, has grace and mercy for us. But some of the stuff we were talking about is how can we be open and honest? You use the word vulnerable, which is sort of a sensitive sounding word, right? We're, we're guys, I'm going to tell you right now, just to be open and honest. And so I was, I've been blessed. We're in different phases. We pointed this out in the introduction with our kids. The three of us have a boy and a girl. They're at different ages, different phases in our lives. We have different amount of time that we've all been married, but to the same women for, would you say 10 years, eight years, eight years 
30 years for Alan, 28 years for myself. It's pretty neat, though, because as individuals, we have our individual relationship with God through faith in Christ. And then we're trying, how do we live that out? I love that you're pointing that out because this podcast kind of came back to a conversation that Alan and I had where we talked about kind of his idea and then my idea, right? We all interpret things and then sort of manifest how we think it should be maybe. But I appreciate the fact of trying to share like openly that it's not easy. It's not easy being a dude, a person of faith, let alone just a person living, right? Mm -hmm. The difference though, if you are a person of faith, you have hope, genuine hope in a God who is there and with us always. It doesn't mean life's going to be perfect though. In fact, it it's, sometimes means it's going to be harder. Sometimes means we're going to go through different things, whether God allows it or puts it in our lives to strengthen us that we might be a better example for our kids. And so to be open and honest with our own kids, with our own families can be pretty tough. But that's some of the stuff that I really, really appreciated was when I had some, I, I took groups of teenagers and did some youth ministry at the house and stuff and trying to kind of share not only that they might understand the actual word of God and how amazing the Bible is. And there's so much, you know, obviously you're a student and a teacher of that, the fascinating realities of the word of God that you might know who God is by this human interaction of people thousands of years ago, writing down by inspiration, their own experiences with God. And they were imperfect people as well. And so they shared it. And, and it's a, such a neat example. They shared it in writing that they were depressed and had issues. And uh, a couple of them literally wanted to die. You look at somebody like the book of Jonah, which is one of my very favorites, right? At the very end, it doesn't end great. It ends. He's like, God, just kill me. Like I'm done. You know what I mean? Because he was kind of at his end. And I think the that might be satirical where he's looking back and kind of making fun of himself or what we don't for sure know, you know, on, on that, the way that ended. But the point is something like this podcast, we can say, hey, yeah, I'm a Christian guy. I am. But it doesn't mean I have to be weird. I, let me quickly quote my son. He's my kids go to a Christian college, and my son was sort of like, "Oh, the you know, can, kind of making fun like Christians can be kind of weird." And he is he's dead right. A lot of Christians can be very weird. They can be very legalistic. We talked off mic. You were talking about that, trying to share with kids. Sometimes you see parents who just they're too proud or they lack humility, the willingness to just give it up. Hey, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. And or I struggle, right? Sometimes we put on this facade and we try to act like we know everything or we don't want to admit we don't know anything. We don't want to admit that we're going through depression or that we go to some pretty tough places. Alan and I talked about this. I've been to some pretty dark places and, and I actually like to make sure, like you said, you recently try to be more vulnerable. I want to make sure that I share that with my own kids. Like you guys, life isn't perfect. You see mom and dad working their butts off. You live way better than we all grew up. But I want you both, and they're wonderful kids. My kids are super intelligent. You know, they're just good looking, neat, cool kids. You know what I mean? Like way cooler than I ever was. Let's be honest. All of our kids are. I haven't met yours yet, but Alan's are way, Alan's kids are way cooler than him. <laughs> the point of, it's true, bro. But my point is this, but I also want to share with them like, dude, believe it or not, life isn't easy, but you are allowed to be depressed. Don't stay there. You should, if you're a believer, you should have joy and you should know that you have a hope. But I I'm a believer, been a believer a long time. I'm a study of the Bible. I try to, I talk to people. I share these things. I've even covered pulpits and stuff. I still struggle, man. I have massive depression. I go to some really dark places. I get angry. I still cuss and stuff. And I, I shouldn't, you see what I'm saying? But I still lose my temper and I go to darker places, but I'm still a work in progress. And so to just to be open and I still have guilty pleasures. I love stupid movies. I'll watch something I know for a fact I shouldn't watch. And thank God I'll, you know, sometimes catch myself and be like, this doesn't honor God. I've got to change this channel. But sometimes I'm like, this is hilarious. And it's super terrible stuff that I would yell at my kids if I caught them when they were younger watching it. You know what I mean? And so the idea of kind of being open and honest about just our experience as a guy, as a believer, 
thank God God has his grace for me. Thank God he has his mercy. So I'm not getting spanked constantly on everything. And yet, how do I share? Like you can leave, you can still live and you can still try to share with other people that you can, you can be real, you know, but don't just be a hearer of the word. We are called to be a doer, but how does that look? How does that look practically and react and in reality and, and not as a pastor, which it's nice that we have someone like yourself, Seth, to talk from a pastor or pastoral point of view, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of where I'm at with this. Yeah. It's just nice to be open. Yeah. No, when, when I brought this topic up to you guys, I was thinking things that go through my head first is like, oh, we're going to talk about a godly man. I'm thinking you have to be strong as a man, as a leader, as a leader of your family, as a husband, as a father, you have to be courageous. You have to like fend for your family. And I'm thinking all these things and I'm like, are these the right ways to think? Is it biblical or am I just thinking manly, you know, manly? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, men don't cry. Men don't do this. I cry all the time. I, we watch White Fang and my wife and I first got married, we went to the movie theater and watched (laughs) White Fang and he's like, go, go away. I'm like crying. She's like, I'm going to, this 19 year old kid is going to marry me. He's crying at White Fang. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because women do, let's be honest, normal. You you do have to be men. You're not, yeah, you shouldn't be too overly emotional, but I I like, yeah, I like beer. I like guns. I like everything. This is, I like beer and guns. Let's talk about beer, bourbon and and guns. And dogs. my, My pit bull. And I got two labradoodles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I started thinking like last night I had our time thinking, I'm like, what, 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 what is the key to being a godly man? I'm like, and this is where I feel as for me, I fall short. Is it is a relationship. It's a relationship, not with my family, obviously, but with God, mm-hmm. with getting up, reading my Bible, getting up, understanding, reading the word and having that relationship, you know, it's where I fall short. Sometimes I do read my Bible. I do understand these things. So I've started reading and I read Timothy six eleven, but as for you, O man of God, flee these things, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfast, gentleness. And I'm like, well, that's more like what I should be thinking. I'm like, okay, I, you know, I need to get up. I need to set time aside for God. Not just like we've talked before. It's not put it in a box and a check a box off. And like when I get up in the morning, I walk my dogs and then I come home and then I'm so tired. I'm like, I'm just going to watch Sports Center. I'm going to mm-hmm. see what happened where I need to be better more godly man by having that relationship. So I think the relationship part is where I need to work on things. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel I'm a Christian man. I've talked to you, Seth, I've talked to you, John, about going to church and feeling like, and we're going to, this will be another podcast, but when do you realize, you know, it's more than just going to church. Mm-hmm. It's a relationship. And I think that is the key to being a godly man and leading your family. Cause when you can do that, you can lead better. You know, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at on this journey. So I don't know what you think about that. Mm -hmm. Well, that verse you read, like that last, the last phrase, steadfast gentleness is kind of like, like when you think about being a man, you think of like, man, I'm steadfast. I'm strong. I get, I'm, I'm, I'm a pillar for my family, but then you also have gentleness on on top of that. And, and oftentimes we miss that part, you know, at least for me, like I'm, I can be like the, the, um, you know, disciplinarian and and discipline and not be gentle and not be kind and not be caring um, for my family in that moment um, because, you know, I'm too worried about kind of being that, you know, like disciplinarian or the steadfast, strong Mm -hmm. man. And so I I like that the way that that says that, like, we need to be, we need to be steadfast. We also need to be gentle, you know, in Ephesians uh, 6, maybe Ephesians, yeah, Ephesians 6, it talks about how uh, uh, fathers don't exasperate your children. Right. And uh, I think that that goes with that. Like our, we're just trying to, you know, 
you know, get at them, not being gentle, um, not being kind to them, then they're going to, you know, lash out or react in, in different ways, just like we react um, in ungodly ways. And sometimes, and and we have to apologize for that and we have to own up to that. And I'm, uh, you know, like I said, I'm learning that. And yeah. uh, it's, and I'm sure you guys have learned the, oh. the value of that. Tell well. you some stories, Seth. <laughs> yeah, lots of stories. And you're exactly learning the value of that is yeah. something that's happening for sure. But yeah, like you said, how old are your kids again? Seven and five. So yeah, you're, th- that's early on in raising the kids and yet it's going to fly by, you know, like passing an exit on a freeway fast. It's, <laughs> it really does go by fast. Um, but yeah, I look at my kids and they're, you know, 19 year old twins. And I look back and five, you know, when they were five, I look back when they were seven and you're exactly right. I, I was so concentrated on a career though. Uh, Alan and I coming from that like law enforcement career that it was almost like you just kind of had to establish order very fast, which unfortunately was also kind of a byproduct of our career, right? That's first responders job is to show up at chaos and bring about calm to chaos immediately uh, as fast as possible. Cause that saves lives that, that restores order, et cetera. You kind of bring that mentality home. And, uh, and a lot of times the way you do that is that kind of, uh, the Marine Corps kind of force recon kind of thing where they say like speed, surprise, violent, of ac- violence of action, that kind of thing. You kind of quickly come in, you're loud, you're obnoxious, whatever, you know, Perfect. authoritarian, uh, and it's, you're cursing, you're doing everything. It's terrible, man. It's yeah. kind of, ter- it's, it, it works as far as maintaining chaos, you know, bringing order to order. chaos, maybe on the street, but Correct. in the home, it's probably, uh, not the best move most times. Sometimes it's appropriate, you know, some, right. not the cussing part, but you know what I mean? It's right. sometimes it is, but how do you, how do you bring balance to that? And so that's something we're learning, even though my kids are now out of the house, but you've got the young kids and you're probably way more mature than Alan and I ever were at your age. <laughs> he's not. Um, <laughs> well, wait, he's a rapper too. I forgot I about that. Man, I can't wait to get into that. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, I actually love the thought on that right there that the, to not only be steadfast and, but to, to be more Christ-like means being more gentle, more loving. Um, it doesn't mean not having a backbone. It doesn't mean yeah. not being willing to stand up and do what's right and take control and all those things, you know. Mm-hmm. But it does mean doing it um, with the proper heart. Yeah. The proper heart behind it. That would bring out compassion. That brings out tenderness. You know what I mean? Right. I think for me, as far as learning and op- finally opening my Bible and reading it and understanding what the words meant understanding what Jesus meant as a father, my poor son, like I told you, my daughter is getting the, the better me, the, yeah. the benefiting from your maturity, yeah, Christ like <laughs> me yeah. where my son, like being law enforcement, like I would go, like you said, go out there and then I would bring it home. Yeah. And it wasn't, I wouldn't beat my family. I didn't yet, you know, but I would yell and scream. I would get mad if the dishes weren't done. If, they walked on the carpet with their feet. Like, I'm like, Hey, you put yeah, footprints in my carpet. Perfect carpet at his house. <laughs> you know, but you know, and now as I decided that, you know, what am I doing wrong as a Christian? I, I was a Christian. I felt like I'm a Christian. I go to church. We'll have this conversation later, but I didn't open my Bible. I didn't live that life. And then to understand what it meant to be Christ-like that anger and that, that anxiety kind of fades away. It comes and goes. It's, yeah. it's a journey. It's a, it's a roller coaster. but I'm able to, to control it more and to be a better husband, a better father to my kids. And my kids are still here. My son's in college, but he's at home mm-hmm. and my daughter, I go to school with her. I see her every day and we have a great relationship, Super which blessed, we didn't yeah. have mm-hmm. three years ago when I decided to take this journey to understand what it meant to be Christ-like. Yeah. You know, can, it's not perfect. Don't get me wrong. And then, um, can I clarify just real fast? Be only because I don't want us to just talk about like, like 
maybe Alan, my police career and stuff like that. Yeah. But I kind of want to clarify something just real fast, just kind of, I guess, for I'll, the record, I if you will allow it. Yes. So, but you can jump in and, and fix me on this. My thought is this. So I talked about like, as a cop, you're out there, you're trying to bring order to chaos and all these things, but then you come home and you kind of do the same thing. But like Alan said, you actually sometimes lash out at your family even more. This is not an excuse, but what happens is, believe it or not, though, that what that a lot of that comes from, though, is you actually you did restore order out of chaos on the streets and you sometimes had to do it, unfortunately, for self-preservation or the preservation of another human life out of violence. But for the most part, you actually were what we were sort of talking about earlier. You know, the Bible talks about uh, a meekness being meek. There is something, uh, some translations that point out that that was actually referenced to what they would consider more like a war horse, which is a powerful animal, but perfectly under control. Does that make sense? The word for meekness was described in the same way, mm -hmm. which meant that you are powerful. You know, you've got the power to do these things, yet you maintain restraint and mm -hmm. order. So like as a law enforcement officer, you have the power, you have the authority, you have the training and the weaponry and all these things, but you're actually called to be kind and respectful, though forceful, sort of like that meek war horse. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's your job out there because you are part of the community, which means you're getting, which has happened to all, to most guys working, most, most guys and gals out on the street. I've been spit in my face, cussed at and all these things, but had to maintain restraint. Mm -hmm. You can't react to that or respond like you would like to in the flesh, if you will. Mm -hmm. Spit in my face. I feel like I'm coming at you pretty hard. Yeah. You're not allowed to, not only because you're a public servant, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so you maintain restraint in those things. Then all of a sudden you come home and the dishes aren't done and the house is dirty. And unfortunately, your family pays for the restraint you maintained on the streets. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of fair, Alan? I just wanted to That's clarify that right. because it's not that you're nuts out on the street and you come home and you're nuts. It's that you are bottled up because you're maintaining so much strength and power on the streets. And then all of a sudden you come home and you can be you. And unfortunately, your family gets to meet you. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, That's really good. And I feel like, Seth, when because you're a rapper. When you did when you did your Christian rap battles like on Eight Mile, yeah, bro. did you have that? They were talking crap about me, and I'd be like, "Yeah, well, Jesus loves you," and I got them like, Eight. "Oh my God!" Listen, yeah. we're gonna have to talk about this in the next episode. Am I yeah. right on that? Yeah, we're yeah. done. That, that uh, gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, we'll uh, pick up another topic on our next episode. So, well, we're getting back us. into Seth's rap, rap career. Yeah. Well, I can't. Is wait. that the next episode? No. Oh, we're talking about it. Please, <laughs> please, guys, or else I'm leaving. All right. All right.